This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today I sat down and talked to Hans Isaacson. Hans is a photographer. He's got a page, Outdoor Picks. Uh, Picks is spelled with a P-I-X-S. Uh, but it's a outdoor and nature photography page that where he does a lot of still photography. Uh, videos and drone videos combines them all. Uh, and it really feels like you're going on an adventure. Like he's a, a phenomenal photographer. Fun to see some of the stuff that he puts out. Uh, so I enjoyed this, learning about his process, hearing about the process that he's gone through, uh, and, and the whole story itself. So I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Hans, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, here to talk about photography and your journey in that world. Uh, we haven't talked in depth, so this is 100% like me exploring where you came from and where you're at today. But where did your photography journey start? Um, so back, back when I was little, my mom had an old film camera. I don't, it was a Canon. I don't remember what what um, model exactly, but we would take that and we would, I was probably 10. So it, she had one for a long time. So it was when there was digital cameras by then, but she liked using that. And she'd always kind of had an artistic eye with the camera. Okay. Um, she never really got into it. But anyway, she had cameras around, so we would play with them. And then at that point, it was just random pictures. I wasn't, I didn't have, I was young. I didn't have social media to post on or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, that kind of just went away. We, I moved, I was living in near Minneapolis at that time. And then we moved back up here to the UP. And she had bought a Canon Rebel TI-3. Okay. I think that's what it was. And I had, she, she'd been using that for um, just like around the house and stuff. And I kind of took that over. I was probably 13. I kind of took it over from her. And I used that just around like when we go stay at our camp and on the lake, like Superior and stuff. Um, and just take random pictures nature pictures i mean looking back at them we have some of them printed actually in a box just for fun they're they're terrible but they're (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's not i feel like photographers always oh i started when i was but that is how i just messing around with my mom's cameras sitting around the house yeah and was it something that you were instantly engaged in or or what how did that progression happen or was it just you're bored and here's something to I th- do? I think it was more, I was just bored okay. and I'd always been around them because like I said, my mom always had one and okay. um, it wasn't until I, probably two years ago I had um, started the Instagram account that I have now when I was actually like going out, trying to find, like going out with an idea in my head of what I wanted to shoot and that was with the iPhone, but that's still, that's what, that's when it actually like went from just, yeah, basically playing with the camera, like as messing around with one to the point where I wanted to actually go out and create an image. Sure. Sure. So, you said two years ago, roughly you got it. Yeah. That? I think 20, 2019, I started my posting stuff on my Instagram and then I kind of stopped for a little bit. And then at some point, probably six months later I started doing that again and then it, like and actually like with a goal to try to increase my following and this and that mm-hmm. to get more engagement with my pictures um and I had an iPhone 6 so it wasn't like nothing crazy for a camera but it was a lot of fun right right so <clears throat> that those first pictures though you were using a, a DSLR mm-hmm. camera do you still currently or what do you shoot mostly at of course I, you've got a drone right yeah but, I have a drone I have a um, mirrorless camera, Canon. Okay. Canon 
um, RP. So that's okay. what I use I, probably almost every day now. Okay. When I take pictures. Your your Instagram page is super fun to follow, fun to watch. What's it called? Can you? Outdoor Picks. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, bo- I just, yeah, it's just landscapes and nature. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, but all that content, I mean, a lot of drone photos, a lot mm-hmm. of drone stuff, but the videos or the stills that you are taking, that's with your mirrorless or what are you taking those? Yeah. With? Yeah. I don't, I don't use my, f- I don't really use my phone anymore for, okay. I'll use it for like behind the scenes content and stuff for my stories, but sure. All my, all my images that I post on my feed now are, I use my drone. I'll I actually use that a lot this winter to capture like pictures of the ice and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, my, my mirrorless camera too. Right, right. But Outdoor Picks, it's spelled different, right? Outdoor P-I. Yeah. So it's Outdoor P-I-X-S. Okay. So just making sure if somebody wants to find you yeah, on Instagram, yeah, they can yeah. find you. But um, <clears throat> with that though, like some of the, the clips that you have, like those deer crossing the the bay in, is it in Eagle Harbor or something like that. Yeah. Uh, un- unreal. Like yeah. how do you get the eye for that? Is that just so, a... Um, for, I don't know if anyone, you know where that old Coast Guard station is out on that little peninsula yeah. in Eagle Harbor across from the lighthouse? Yeah. So we, I, Eagle Harbor and and like Cliff Drive are like my go-to. Like I, I, I always, when I go up north, which I go up there a lot. Yeah. That's what I call it, going up north. I don't know, just up in the queue and on driving around. So my go-to is Eagle Harbor, like I said, or the cliff. So we always go out to the lighthouse and then we'll drive around and go out there. So I had, we pulled up out there, out on that, by that old Coast Guard station, and there was a couple deer standing right on the shore. It was still frozen over mm-hmm. the the bay was there. And I think I spooked them off because I got out of my car to, to go look at them, and then they started going around across the ice, so I booked it back to my car, and I was like, I got to get my drone up because this is going to look sweet. <laughs> right. Because I saw them. Running, there's probably six or seven of them. They started tr- like in a line, just following each other across the ice. Yeah, and I had, I had half a drone battery left. So those batteries last for roughly like twenty. They say half an hour, but it's never half. Especially in the winter, it's not half an hour. So I had to get it up there and start taking videos quick because I didn't have much juice left in my batteries. Right. But right. yeah, that was really cool. I never seen anything like that before up there. I've seen lots of deer up there. I've hit deer up there too, but sure, <laughs> never, never been able to capture them crossing the ice. So yeah, well, that was a cool one. It, it fits a lot of what your whole style is, but I just curious, do you like? It must be somewhat intentional. The eye portion of it. I guess we're jumping around, and we can do that, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the the eye that you have for drone photos, drone videos, uh, for photography itself, is that something you've learned? Is that where does that come from? Um, I actually didn't even, I didn't really understand what that meant when I first started. So people would see my stuff and they would tell me like, Oh, like you, you just have a natural eye for it. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't understand like how, how you compose an image. I didn't understand like, like lighting and any of that stuff. I didn't really, I, I just saw stuff and took pictures of it. And mm-hmm. that sounds like like I'm not, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't have a clue about, it. I didn't, I, I didn't have a, um, I just shot an auto mode on my phone because mm-hmm. the iPhones have like a, so it's called raw. It's a, it's a file that saves. It's like better for editing mm-hmm. to get the look you're going for. So I just used that. And when I had bought my mirrorless camera, it was like all new. I had to do, and I told myself I'm not going to shoot an auto because I've, I actually talked to Brita Hopla a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. just about photography because I had started that page and she just had mentioned, like we just chatted about it. And then I ended up buying a um, the mirrorless and I remember her, her and other people hearing people online too say, don't shoot, try to teach yourself or try to teach, sorry, try to learn how to shoot manual right away. So sure. that was like a whole new so then I started to try to find, like, yeah, like compose the image how I want it to look. And I understood that a little bit more. But yeah, when I started taking pictures, I had no idea what any of that stuff was. 
Yeah. Right. So what was the transition though? What was the moment where you said, Hey, I'm doing this because I'm bored. My mom has this camera. There's nothing to do right now. Let's do this versus I'm engaged in this and I'm excited about going mm-hmm. to do this and, and looking forward to the next time that you can. Yeah. Um, I feel like I s- probably social media. I wanted, I wanted to be able to share my images on social media. So then I was posting stuff and getting feedback on that stuff on the images that I shared. Cause at first I didn't post any videos or anything. It was all just stills. Right. Um, and then I, it was, it was just fun for me to share stuff and, at that time it wasn't, I didn't have a very big crowd like of people that were following me, but it was just fun to get feedback. So then I would want to go out and it started out basically trying to share for social media, which I, I ended up changing my mind. That's not, that's not a good way to go for me anyways. Cause then you're trying to constantly find something that people are going to hit the like button for, which obviously you want that, but that's not, shouldn't, you should go out and I've learned that I want to, I have more enjoyment with it when I just go out and take pictures that I like versus trying to find the most engageable content. So sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's been a transition for you. Like at first it was more of the social media aspect. Mm -hmm. For Uh, sure it was. Yeah. And that's, that could happen to anybody, right? I mean, it's a common thing, right? It's, uh, uh, I mean, just today's day and age, but that's cool that you were able to realize that that's not what's important. I feel like, I feel like lately on social media, a lot of the I call them photo influencers or photographers that have massive followings. They've been like kind of pushing that agenda where you like, like a lot of them have like their own podcast now and stuff like that. So I've been listening to some of those and they, they, they're just trying to, they like get, got burnout from trying to create images that got all these likes and hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm nowhere near that, but I just took what they, Cause I did see it still in myself. Like I would be like, Oh, like I don't feel like going to do this, but I need to get a post tomorrow. So I don't mm-hmm. have any content that I like to share. Right. So yeah, basically it was just, I mean, I realized that, but I didn't really know what it was at the time, but then I had heard other people talk about it through Instagram and stuff. And then I recognized that yeah. in myself that I didn't want to get burned out about it on it. Right. Right. But, no, there's, so there's two components. Like I think there is, a cool part where if you produce quality content that people engage with yeah. and they're like, Hey, check this out. Yeah. Like, that's sweet. Right. Yeah. Obviously uh, yeah. share your work and be appreciated for what you have, but also, excuse me, also removing the necessity for that. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing it because you love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's, I mean, I, I could see that transition happening for sure. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. One of the things I wanted to ask you too is, you had gone to Glacier? last fall or in the last couple of years or what was that um we went me and my sister decided uh to go on a trip to montana in 2020 so a year and a half two year, almost two years coming up this august it'll be two years okay so uh and had you ever been out west before um we took family trips out there we went to the yellowstone and like theodore roosevelt national park okay i've never been to that part of my i've been to montana i've never been to that part of montana though okay did you, I, I, my, as a family, we went out West as, a, as, as kids, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, but I didn't appreciate it for like the grand scale of what it is. Also like it's context compared to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You, I didn't, I really didn't appreciate it. I appreciated it, but not nowhere near the level that I do now and what, how I look at it now. Was that true for you too? I think, I think when I was younger, it was, it was just like, I mean, yeah, it was just another road trip. I mean, we were excited to go out west. Right. 
but yeah, I would agree that it didn't. You don't appreciate it as much. Yeah. Like the nat, like the just the, like the grandeur of the mountains. Like they're just mad. I don't know. It's I love the I love being out there because you feel so small. And I'm hoping to go back out there for a few weeks this summer. But okay, I like that. I like that though. When everything's the landscape is just enormous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you so like when you're taking photos up here in the Q and I? You go up north. You go to Eagle Harbor. You mm-hmm. go to the cliffs. It's all revolved around outdoors, nature, whatever else. Is that something that draws you that the nature side and is part of that like adventure or is it like serenity or what is, what is the nature that draws you? I feel like, um, for me, it's like uh, being outside is kind of like an escape. So like, I know that's kind of cliche, but it's, that's how I, if I, if I get super worked up about, I don't know, just like, just life, life gets, there's, I like to be outside. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also... Yeah, I feel like I feel better when I'm outside more. But okay. then I also, and then I enjoy, yeah, nature photography. Right. So then I combine those. Okay. Just enjoying being outside and taking pictures. So yeah, it's right. just, I haven't really done too much. Um, I mean, all my exploring with my camera now that I have has been up here. So I'm excited to get, go out other places and do that too, but. Right, right. But when you did go out west and you you and your sister drove to Glacier, did that feel like an adventure? Yeah. So we decided six days before. Okay. Um, it was, uh, I don't remember what, it was like right at the end of July, we had, we had talked about going earlier in the summer and didn't work because I had, I neither, she wasn't, had a job, she didn't have a job yet, but I had, I couldn't get time off for it. And then I was able to at like last minute and I was like well are you coming with me or am I going by myself because I'm going right so we packed I went to this went to uh the hardware store bought a cooler because we we're gonna camp out there I didn't have anything I didn't have any camping supplies borrowed my dad's tent um my wheel bearing was shot on my car <laughs> but we still <laughs> drove to Montana <laughs> don't know how we made it there and back but we did yeah which was crazy like going on those freeways out there the Around the long corners, you just hear like a grinding noise the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was that was that was an adventure. It was fun. We we didn't have any reservations. We didn't know. We knew where we wanted to go to Glacier, but we didn't have any other plans besides that. Okay. So we had on the way out there. Actually, we we were planning to camp in Medora, um, in North Dakota. Yeah. And we got there. We didn't make any reservations or anything, so we were just hoping there'd be something open, and there wasn't. And that was about like sometime later in the evening. So I called my mom. I said, "Well, there's no campsites here, but we're just gonna keep driving." So we drove for another like I think five hours to the middle middle of nowhere in Montana, and we found a hotel that was cheap, and they let us let us stay there. Nice. I wasn't old enough to check in, but I just told them I st- what we were doing, and like we didn't have parents or anybody with us, and there was the lady let us crash for the night there <laughs> so so you had just graduated high school or a yeah. few months before then or yeah, something, right? yeah yeah two months before what was that energy like once you hit the road you're like what are we doing here or what? Was, i don't know i think it was more like we had been cooped up because that was yeah that was like 2020 so for a while everything was shut down basically and right we were just like we got to get out of here like we like i love the q and i love being out so even that's even kind of my mindset right now too but like I just I want I'm itching to travel again, but that's how it felt that summer. Is we hadn't really gone anywhere for quite a while, and we just decided we wanted to go. Hmm. And then yeah, like when we had when we finally left, we'd stopped in. I think unless either I might have been on the way back actually. One of the ways we stopped in Cocado, and my my grandma was kind of like, I'm actually I want to say this was on the way home. I called her. Cause we were going to stop there and she, she her and my mom were kind of worried. Like the, my, we had to check in with my mom every day we were out there, but we were, I don't know. I just, it was, yeah, I guess it was an adventurous feeling on the way out. I guess I didn't like looking back. I wasn't only really thinking about that when we were driving out there. I just wanted to go on a trip, but right. like looking back so much stuff could have gone wrong. Yeah. I was 18 and she was 14. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah i don't know it was i mean it was a blast it was, yeah it was for sure an adventure because we no plans just flying by the 
seat of our pants. So yeah, no, for me, and the reason I ask is the I adventure to me is I don't know, it's everything, right? Yeah, uh, it doesn't have to be everything for everybody, but like I think a lot of what I'm into in the outdoor hunting world, mm-hmm. uh, backpacking world, anything like that, it's all about the adventure or mm-hmm. going to go travel. My wife and our kids did a big loop out west. Uh, this last summer it's all about the adventure mm-hmm. and the journey right and that's true about life that's true about road trips whatever it might be um, but that, i think that to me is why your photography is so engaging because you are bringing people on an adventure mm-hmm. uh, and and so that's why i'm wondering if adventure for you or if you even realize that that's part of what you crave or, or need in life well i guess i don't i don't really i don't i for sure need it but i guess i don't think about it like no, until you know, until right now, I've never really thought about it in that way. Really? Yeah. Or even like, like you said, like how, like bringing people on an adventure through my photography, which I guess I never really thought about it like that. But yeah. it definitely is that. That's, and I mean, yeah, I just never thought about it that way. Yeah. Maybe that's the, like the cornerstone. Yeah. People say like behind a business, right? You yeah. want to have like a theme or a yeah. concept or a whatever is like, that's the, the cornerstone of what your business is or what your photography is, is bringing people on an adventure through your photography, right? Mm-hmm. Do you like the thought of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in a way that I'm trying to showcase like the natural world right. through my, through that page that I have. So, yeah. No. And, and then I think about, we had talked at one point about like reels and stuff like that. And yeah. it's, uh, the way that you put them together, maybe it fits a way that a lot of people put them together, but there's like the music part of it, mm-hmm. whatever else, all of it. I, to me, when I watch them, it's 10 seconds. I just went on a 10 second adventure. I had a fire. I went for a walk. I mm-hmm. see the sunset. It's cool. Like, I think you should lean in on that and, and continue that and not have it be like we talked about earlier about the concern of where does this get me, mm-hmm. but just lean in on, I'm going on an adventure and let me show you guys what this is like. So you can live through that as well. Like it's like telling a story. Sure. Through right. Visual content. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. With my reels, I guess I, I don't, those are more, those are like strictly like, I don't really have a plan with them. I just mm-hmm. post them as they come and create, put stuff together as I find audios that I like or. Right. Right. But I wonder too, when I was, you're 20 right now. Yeah. When I was 20, I can say, I don't think I ever thought about adventure. I mean, I thought about it. Like I went on these things, but I wasn't like, boy, oh boy, I would like to go on an adventure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Whereas now I'm like telling my wife and kids, let's go on an adventure. Or like even I'll bring my daughter to the dump and I'll be like, "Uh, honey, we're going on an adventure. Well, those, Yeah. 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 Even like. Even my af- like our afternoon excursions up north, like well, in the summer we I try to hike a lot right. on the local hiking trails, so like Bear Bluff and cliffs and stuff. Those are still adventures. It doesn't have to be like a two week trip out. Everything I don't know. Right, like you said bringing your daughter to the dump. You're right. you're you never know what's gonna happen in the day. Like every day could be an adventure, I guess, in a way. Right. Right. But I think that's a cool way to like frame your life. Yeah. Frame your photography, mm-hmm. frame your passions, whatever it might be. And maybe that's just cause that's what I'm into. Like somebody that's not into that, but I think that it, there is a common theme with that. And I think that's why you're, to me, I, I don't know if you want somebody labeling it, but to me, that's why your photography is engaging. Uh, and there's, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never thought, I've never thought, thought about it like that. I mean, I've, yeah, I guess I've been, for the majority of the time that I've been posting on social media, I was caught up in the numbers. Really? Bit, so. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I'm glad to hear that you're able to transition away from yeah. that. You probably I, won't ever fully. No, no. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just have to like, like right now I have a time, like, so Instagram, if I, I use it a lot. That's my main, I don't really post on any anything else. Yeah. I use it. My two main channels I use are Instagram and then Unsplash, which um, is like another photo sharing sure. um, app. Yep. But um, yeah, if I didn't, so like right now on my phone, I have to, I have a setting. So I only have, I'm only able to use Instagram for two hours in a 24 time, 24 hour time frame yeah. because I, I would, can I would go be on their way too much. So mm-hmm. I feel like. 
I've kind of had to force myself away from worrying about that, but it's been super beneficial. Yeah. Um, and here's a, a thought process that I go through quite frequently and it fits the bill of what this podcast is. It's the obsessed podcast, yeah. right? And there's a negative connotation to that, right? And it's somewhat intentional. Like when I came up with a name, my wife's like, eh, I don't know. I don't like the negative part of it. And I said, no, we need to embrace all of it. Like there is very positive things that come from being obsessive, yeah. but there's also negative components to it as well. And I'm super pumped about things that I'm into, but it can, I can take it too far, but also I can fit that bill of the same thing of where you're engaged in Instagram, for example, mm -hmm. and you're pushing that too far and you're obsessed with it mm -hmm. and it can be negative right? Oh, for sure. It's also what lets you get to a certain point where you're able to share things. So there's positive aspects of it. Um, and I think that I try to harness it in a positive way. So like in work, I'm super engaged and I learn very quickly. Uh, so that helps me learn things or be engaged in things and have that learning curve be two weeks instead of two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying some time frame. Mm -hmm. uh, but acknowledging the fact that you have those traits, uh, I think is very healthy. And then yeah. being able to work beyond that. Yeah. Do you fit that just like I would fit the same thing? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's genetic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, I definitely have like the entrepreneurial, uh, sorry, entrep, like the entrepreneur genes in me. Right. My dad is, a, he owns his own business. Yeah. So obviously to start your own company and, or your own brand takes mm -hmm. a lot of work and, dedicated time and like you have to be you do have to be kind of obsessed with it for it to be successful right so right. yeah i definitely do yeah so i think there's you can you can walk the line of many areas of be obsessed with it because that's what's going to let you get to the next level yeah uh, that's going to let you share those adventures but also be willing and able to disconnect from it and that sounds like you're you're working on that in there right yeah like it it almost becomes like you have like instagram I keep going back to that, but that's what I mainly use right now right. to share my content is Instagram. So if you let it, it could become like a job or a chore. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and it was that for me for a while. And I, and it's, I feel like it, it's, it has a negative impact on more than just the amount of time you're like screen time. Like it can, for me, be not just consuming that content that much and being on social media that much isn't even, it's not good for your mental health. I don't, for me, my, myself anyways, mm -hmm. I don't feel good when I do that. Right. So yeah, I feel like there's definitely, there's super good things like you said about social media, but there's also lots of, there can be, if you let it be lots of negative stuff. Right. Right. No, but it's, I think that the you, we had talked about one of your goals or you'd love to get to the point where you are doing photography in that whole world full time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and we had talked about burnout. Like, is that a concern? And that's a conversation I've had quite a bit on this podcast is yeah. we're talking about passions and obsessions and can you make that part of your professional life? And if you do, are you going to burn out? The, the two answers that I've came upon is one Probably not. And if you do that, you weren't that passionate about it in the first place. And that's okay. Like go explore that mm -hmm. and find that out. But yeah, the second part is if you do burn out, who cares? Mm -hmm. Right. You'll find a new thing. You'll move on to the next thing, whatever it was. But I just think lean in on it and, and go with that. But the having a big why, I think that's super important behind what you're doing. And it sounds like you're learning that. And then yeah, maybe definitely. The, maybe the adventure component is a good way to look at it. Is yeah. you're bringing people on adventures, and that's yeah. a pretty big why. Like yeah. to let people live through what you see and what the, the world that you're living yeah. living in, right? Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you you know what I'm saying with the why portion? And do you think that would be what would sustain you in in spite of burnout? Yeah, I mean, so like having like a purpose do you mean yeah yeah right. living up so I mean, yeah go ahead i feel like right now i'm at the point with my photography business at, where i just like any work that comes at me i'm taking it mm -hmm. but um so a lot of the stuff i do is so i've done shoots from like engineering like a role like like industrial shoots i've mm -hmm. done cabin shoots i've done outdoor work for the QAnon Visitors Bureau, I've done work in New York, like just anywhere. All, but eventually I want to, I want to like, you hear it, all, I, I hear it a lot online called a niche. I want to have a niche that I like solely. So like ideally outdoor only clients, but mm -hmm. um, 
I guess Sharon, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how to answer like a why, like why. Right. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. Maybe that comes in time. Yeah. I think it does. I'm sure. But I think having, like, if you get to the point where you are questioning, if you have burnout, yeah. uh, which you, there's gotta be every, like, if, if it is your job, you will have days that you're not yeah. loving it. Right. I mean, I have like sometimes editing, I, I, it's hard to get myself. So there's days where I have like, be like, Hey, you have to get this done. Cause it's due by this date. Like you have to get these pictures edited for this client. So, right. Right. So it's not always going to be roses and butterflies. No, right. No. Um, but also if you do get to the point where you are questioning it or you are having burnout, then really fo- focusing on what is your why I think mm-hmm. is the is and, the answer. And for me, I, I don't, I've, I've yet to like hit like a really big point like that yet mm-hmm. where I'm just like, what, like, like I'm over it. Right. But the few times where it's got, where I've gotten a little bit like tired of, feeling like I always had to be out making con like shooting. Mm-hmm. I just don't bring my camera. I'll go do stuff and not bring it. Yeah. Because it's like taking a break from it basically. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if I feel like I'm, if I give myself breaks like that versus having the mindset of, I always need to be shooting, I always need to be shooting, then I enjoy it more. So, yeah, for sure. So, but you have had, you, you mentioned you shot for the CUNA, CUNA visitors center or what is it? The CUNA, convention and visitors bureau okay they're they're the, like the instagram page like michigan's Keweenaw peninsula sure so i've done um snowshoe hikes shoots with a group up mount baldy and okay. harbor and then just um stuff like tubing at ripley it's all it's all like promotional content that they can use for their website and social media okay so i've I've been able to find volunteers and hire, and they've paid a few people too. I think, or they have they have models that come in with me, and we do local activities. So sure. yeah, skiing, snowshoeing. Like so far, it's only been winter stuff because I just started working with them in that capacity in January. But okay, is, is that fun? You yeah, enjoy that? I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun meeting meeting people that I probably never would meet from from the area too. Right through them. Yeah, but, but also what your page fits and what the the cuna page fits is in real estate it feels like our world this whole copper country this whole cuna peninsula is like the secrets out Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying people are coming here from all over Mm -hmm. the place they want to be here they're pumped to be here and it feels like we're at this crazy tipping point of what's to come that's next and i you you can get concerned like can we go too far we're gonna get too overpopulated whatever else but i think we're a long ways from there I think it's cool just to see the area that we grew up in or that I grew up in thriving like this mm-hmm. is unreal. Uh, but I, yeah, there's just, there, there's a lot of cool synergy that's happening between the tech space, the work from home people, yeah. uh, the people, the outdoor recreation, they're moving here because of the area first and the work will come second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like your photography and that whole page and that whole world just fits that whole trend and that whole theme. Mm-hmm. You ever think about that? Um, yeah, I have people, I've gotten some, uh, negative message like messages through instant comments and stuff yeah. here and there where people are like, please stop sharing this stuff. Like you're, sh-. but for me, it's like, I understand that aspect of it where mm-hmm. you don't want to over, overrun the Q not, it's not a huge space. So, right. But I guess I don't really think about it that much like that. Yeah. Like I just enjoy sharing the content that I make and I happen to live here and yeah. And if, if people, see that and like it and want to come visit why not right right no i I understand that sentiment right Mm -hmm. why taint a thing that's awesome Mm -hmm. but i think there's so much room to be enjoyed here yeah uh and then also if you just live that life of trying to restrict and hold back and fight against change yeah i don't know it just feels like it's not a fulfilling life no and i feel like up here the like like even like the economy too it's it's good for the economy when we get tourism yeah so um not that that's like my goal when i'm taking pictures i'm not trying to promote the local like like that i'm not sharing it for a restaurant to get more people coming in to eat or whatever but right it is definitely something that i've talked with people about just like how my how i'm kind of publicizing through my page the Mm Q&A. so for sure no but 
who knows life can go any direction and yeah. economies can go any direction but it feels like to me i've never felt more like we're at this crazy tipping point yeah and in 10 years from now we are going to be like looking back saying holy moly like you know over like just so much people coming up here yeah. what do you mean and the demand and the new yeah. construction and the mm-hmm. uh the outdoor recreation it just feels like and i mean you go in some of the towns Calumet, Lorium, where I where I grew up, you went to school, I went to yeah. school. Uh, some of these out, out surrounding towns that need or have space for a ton of renovation, like a lot of old houses that need a ton of work. There's a ton of room there. Uh, there's a ton of room for people to just come in and just make this place their own. Yeah. Um, I just think in ten years we're gonna look back and not even recognize what it was today. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just feels like we're at this crazy tipping point. Do you yeah. feel that way? I mean. So this year I took pictures at Copper Dog. I was, so I was up at up in Copper Harbor at the fin, at the like the finish line up there, and um, or no, that was the halfway point on Saturday. Anyways, I there was a, quite a few volunteers I met who had moved up here, and there was a couple from Colorado, and there was people from a lot of people from out west, which was surprising to me. I'm like, how did you hear about this? Right, a lot of people that was online. Yeah, online whether it's through like like friends sharing the area with them or whatever but yeah i I feel like i agree with you that it's changed i mean it already has been changing a lot since i've noticed it right even because i'm out this past fall i was out i for 34 days i was out every single day okay and it was insane the amount of traffic that was up in copper harbor and that Hmm. brockway it was it was it was crazy to me right i've never seen that much traffic up there yeah but yeah i feel like if that continues like yeah it's not gonna <laughs> be recognizable right and i don't know if that's good or bad yeah no i i could see it being bad but i don't know i just don't know if you can control it so no. why why i don't know i i just don't find the space to yeah. try to fight back against it yeah i guess but. i i would agree with that i don't i don't see why you would like Try to squash that. But. Right. Because it helps, again, on an economical level. Yeah, yeah. Which for 80 years or 100 years, our area has been economically depressed. Yeah. So to, to try to fight back against that against growth. change, against yeah, growth is, yeah. yeah. I mean, you need balance, right? You can go too far, but I don't think we're a long ways from that. But anyways, um, you mentioned this summer you hope to do some more traveling as well. Yeah. So in May... Me and two of my buddies, we're gonna head to, we're gonna fly over to Portugal, so we'll be there for a week. Um, actually, we're gonna go to an island off Portugal called, it's called Madeira. Okay. So we'll be there for a week, and then we're gonna go to Croatia for ten days. Huh. So how come those areas? Um, I don't really know. It's just one of the one of the guys has really wanted to go to Croatia for a while now, and then, um, the other one, some. The other one had, so it was me and me and Isaac. Isaac's the one who really wanted to go to Croatia. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about moving, us three, me, Isaac, Wyatt, had talked about moving to Hawaii. So I would have been there from now until April, May, June. Okay. And that ended up not working. So we just like, let's go on a trip. And and Isaac's like, well, let's get our passports and go somewhere overseas. Mm-hmm. Never done that before. So then did research and it's pretty cheap to travel over, like, even flying over there right now, it's pretty cheap. So, and okay. then travel once you're in Europe is, so we just found some countries that are open for us travel and they look, the landscapes look pretty cool. So yeah. How long are you going for? You probably three weeks, saying. three weeks. Okay. Yep. Uh, and plan on taking a lot of photos, videos, yeah. bringing your drone. Yeah. I'm, I was debating if I even bring all my gear because I don't want that to be what consumes the trip. Right. Like I obviously want to capture it. Yeah um for like yeah just to have the photos and that's what i do too but mm-hmm. yeah we'll see i probably will bring my drone but my, yeah. dro- my drone and my camera um but i'm not gonna sw- sweat about making sure i get all these perfect moments cat like i don't know it's it's a trip so i gotta enjoy that too right for sure do you know did you listen to the episode i had with brita Hopla. Yeah. Do you know when she said that artists have this desire to share? Do you remember her saying that? Yeah. Did you ever hear that concept before, or have you thought of that? No. I. I think when I when I listened to that, that was the first time I ever like. Yeah. 
I never heard that or thought about it before. Okay. Did that resonate with you? Or what did you think of that? I'm just curious on on your internal space. Do you feel like you have that need to share? I feel like you must, but anyway, mm-hmm. you should. Well, yeah, I do. I also do. So I do the landscape and nature stuff. And then I use, I like to just take pictures of other stuff too. So like, mm-hmm. I don't do portraits. I don't do weddings. I don't do senior pictures, any of that for paid work. But I like to experiment and share that work too on on a different space on splash okay so i feel like yeah i guess i do have the desire to share my work i both right don't both my landscape stuff and other i kind of call it my experimental photography because it's like playing with light in different ways and it's images that i feel like wouldn't fit my theme on outdoor pics so sure yeah and you could have i really like sharing that stuff yeah no i and the reason i'm asking is because i it feels like that's a common yeah. theme or a common thread in, in a guy like you that does like to share. Uh, but also, I, I don't know, I could, you could picture a world where I've talked about this with a few people on here is like, do you get concerned about what other people think? Oh, right? defi- definitely. Right. Yeah, like, definitely. Who am I to put myself out there? Uh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is ask if that's true, just cause I'm curious, but also try to remove that. That's yeah. why I think I get getting back to that why of what you're doing yeah. will override who cares what other people think. Well, you know, right. With, I mean, with that Instagram page, I was nervous when I started sharing that. And then for a while, I didn't really like share that with the people that I'm like, like in my community, like, right. So like my friends and stuff, it was kind of, yeah. it was kind of a secret, <laughs> which looking back, I'm like, why did I, like, who cares? Right. But I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I still think about some of the stuff I put out and I'm like, well, oh, oh, well, I right. like it and, yeah. I, and I, I'm satisfied with it. So I'm going to share it. And right. Sometimes you don't get, sometimes I don't get the feedback that I think I might get from stuff. And then some things that I'm kind of iffy about, like something that I'm, sometimes I post stuff that I think will get good feedback, like through my nature stuff and then it doesn't. And then stuff that I don't really share very often gets some a lot of feedback so it's i don't know mm-hmm. I'm just putting yourself out there is in, for me is important because that's how i've gotten all my work so right i've no. had to erase that the kind of erase the worry of what other people think because right right but no one thing i have learned and i've learned this through myself internally is like i appreciate all the stuff that you put out there but i've never come out and told you that right until yeah. now so i'm saying how many other people out there are appreciating it that never come out and tell you so I think putting it out there and letting those people appreciate that, letting them go on those adventures with you mm-hmm. is beneficial and know that even though they didn't send you a message to say, hey, thanks for that, I appreciate yeah. that, it's still happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where that desire to share, I think, comes from is like when you're, you watch other people that you appreciate share, you really appreciate it, right? Yeah. So I feel like that should tell you to share as well. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm talking to myself in no, circles. I agree, I agree with that, actually. I've never really thought about it like that, but. Yeah. Um, so, cause what, what I'm also envisioning is that even talking with Brito, whatever else is an artist will, you'll typically have like ebbs and flows of, uh, not, not motivation, but like you'll have periods of you're very inspired. You're, you're pumped to get out and do this, but you also have periods where you're really questioning, what am I doing this for? What do other people think of again, like acknowledging that, knowing that and, leaning back in on your why and also remembering all those things about the fact that there are people out there appreciating it that aren't telling you that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that having that right mindset will sustain you versus potentially letting you uh, get frustrated and too worried about what the rest of the world thinks. Yeah. Does that, does that all make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've, yeah, I kind of gotten to that point. I don't care. Right. What people think about, obviously like you, it's a public space. So I not going to, I don't. So like for my Instagram page, I don't want to get political about anything. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I kind of worry about what people think because I, I don't really fully share like what I think about things. Sure. Through that channel. But as far as like, I was worried about, yeah, I guess I was worried about what other people would think about me even being a photographer. Right. Because there's not that many guys up here who, who, or I feel like that I know anyways that are like artistic and then also 
putting themselves out there mm-hmm. through social media for other people to enjoy. So yeah, right. I just, yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, I do, but I don't, I can't cause otherwise I won't, I feel like I just would shut down. Yeah. I would stop sharing. And if I, if that was my big main thing that I thought about. Right. Right. No. So I'm asking you because I think there's like, A, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. B, I think there's benefit in going through that conversation to say, Hey, where are you internally? But also to like, if somebody else is listening to tell them too, like you were concerned about what people thought you still continuously have thoughts of what are other people going to think hearing somebody else to hear you that can look at your page and say, look at how amazing this is. This is unbelievable. Somebody else that can look at that and say, okay, if he goes through that as well, I should share. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, I feel for like sure. you can all learn from each other's stories. I have a, one of my younger sisters, she's an artist. She paints. And I'm like, I, I, I've told her many times, start and start sharing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause you're, you're good at it. And right. so many people are too worried about not too worried. Cause it's genuine. Like, I, I mean, I still feel that sometimes like in, and you're in your mind, you're thinking people are going to judge me for this or look at me differently or this or that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Definitely start sharing your stuff because there's a lot of people who would enjoy it. Right, right. And you'll find the space for people that do. You might get some negative, like you've got some negative, mainly on the promoting the side, will, but yeah. yeah, that's okay. But for every one negative that comments, there's a hundred people out there that didn't comment that appreciate mm-hmm. it, right? Exactly. Um, and I had that concern with this, with this podcast, yeah. what people are going to think, but... I, to me from the start, my why was big enough and mm-hmm. I've got to, right now I can pull it up, what my why is and what I'm looking for or whatever else that any of that concern is, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, right. for me, I just realized like I love it enough that I don't really care. Like, yeah, like you, if, so I guess that is kind of in a way, kind of my why, like I just love photography and I love going out and taking pictures and sharing them on on the internet, social media. So, right. Right. But I am curious, I think maybe this is me being 28 years old and looking myself back at myself at 20 years old is I'm very, I don't know how to say it. I think everybody's probably this way, but you're very internal. Like you think about things. I think about things to an immense level. Yeah. Uh, and I say like, for me, the adventure side of it is what I crave, whatever else, but I'm curious to see. And I guess we won't know until time goes on, but like life will take you along this path and you'll in 10 years and 20 years, you'll have in retrospect, be able to look back and say, and look at where you are currently. And there's a ton of lessons buried in there that you don't know what they are. Like you have to go through life to get. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you said that you never even thought about the adventure component. Yeah. But, and and you probably would have gotten there at some point, but I'm just saying like, it's like through life or through somebody mentioning somebody uh, mentioning something you'll be able to reflect back. And I think it's not even other people mentioning me mentioning, isn't it? But you'll just, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. As, as you go on in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you'll look back and you'll realize all the lessons that you were going through at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what part makes life awesome. Well, and, and I feel like even since I've started, I've learned a lot of stuff, even just like working contracts with other, with a client and just stuff that I, Two years ago, never would have even thought that I would have to figure out how to deal with. So, like, yeah, I definitely, obviously, I, I don't know what's what 10 years down the road brings, but I'm sure, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, there'll be lots of stuff looking back where, yeah, super beneficial lessons. Yeah, and I think a lot of it for me is, and maybe this goes back to me being super introspective, is like those are awesome lessons mm-hmm. learning how to do a contract learning how to bill learning how to fulfill a project yeah uh but i think what's so cool is like the internal uh internal lessons like on an emotional level on a on a psychological level uh maybe and maybe it's cuz i've had huge benefits from like strengthening myself in those worlds yeah that's why i focus on that a lot but i think i i i say this frequently or i think about this frequently is yeah, I don't know. the The biggest part of the lessons are the, to me, the internal, the internal lessons that you don't even know what you're going through until mm-hmm. afterwards. You look yeah. Back, right. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I, I guess I'm going off on, on tangents. But the w- with the traveling adventure with the full time photography side of things, that's a world that you're gonna pursue pretty aggressively. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm hoping to. I'm not hoping. I'm planning. I'm working on it. To 
have to do it to like I say that like it sounds sounds like a bad thing, but it's not. But I want to be able to, I want to have to only be able to do this right photography, and that's all I will have time to do for work. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, and and is that? I guess we don't need a. I'm not. I'm not looking for a grand answer, but I'm just curious. Where does that come from? Is it just because you love it and you're pumped about it? And that's I think what you're so. For? Yeah, I think. I also really like being able to make content that people like, like yeah. enjoy and are like they're satisfied when they get their the final product back sure so yeah. and that i don't mean that in like a way where i like people to tell me that i'm good at taking pictures but i like being able to well i like the process of trying like trying to um how do i trying to sell myself basically mm-hmm. so like right now i'm focusing on getting like new new build airbnb clients for the summer so i'll go there and take pictures of their interior exterior for their whatever needs social media airbnb website pictures and stuff right but then so i like that whole part of it and then i like going to the shoot and then i also like yeah like i said giving people a product that they like just like somebody who sells something else i don't know right so sales for me is something i've been in for seven eight years Mm -hmm. uh just love it right i really enjoy it really like working with people uh and the beginning of it spurred from an interest in business but it really was all about just getting better at communicating and and just through just forcing yourself into that world i think it's worked like i I really enjoy communicating with people so i i I can't say the the effectiveness other than just my own internal enjoyment i'm saying has worked right uh is that part of it for you like force yourself i've had into to that? i've definitely had to force myself i still don't like getting on the phone i'd rather email and text i know that's not <laughs> right that's it's important to talk on the phone but i've i'm a, kind of always been a more introverted yeah like in general just like with public like i hated public speaking in high school and we had to give up get up in front of the class and do presentations that was the like that those days were that was not fun right but like now i'm glad that i have to force myself to kind of yeah like you said get better at communication because i'm not going to get any work if i don't learn how to communicate with people whether that be even like talking on like i mentioned before we started talking on my stories i absolutely hate doing that on instagram but right there's benefits to doing that kind of stuff but yeah just definitely i feel like when you're when for me when you when i have to do a job where i have to put myself out there it it i don't like it in the moment Mm because it's like overwhelming and i get nervous about it and stuff but it's so like long term it does benefit you communication and stuff so right for sure and i think in every aspect of life yeah uh relationships work family everything Mm -hmm. it's it's huge uh but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I guess every area of life you can always work to work to improve. But I was curious if that was part of it for you too. Not like that was a core focus, but either way, that's been a side effect of it, probably. Yeah, right? I mean, I've yeah, I've had to <clears throat> I've had to learn how to talk to complete strangers in a professional way. And two years ago, I would have no idea. And I'm not. I still don't know. I still am learning how to like how to write write out a proposal and because in a way i mean that's a form of communication because you're trying to sell yourself through that but mm-hmm. yeah it's so been super beneficial for me so far right because if yeah like i said it forces me to communicate yeah with other people okay so another thing i was curious about so you've gotten some of these in my in my opinion that q and up project that you've mm-hmm. been working on heading out to new york stuff like that you've got some uh sweet projects right yeah. was that pretty like is that pretty sweet it must feel pretty good yeah it does it's yeah it, yeah it feels really <laughs> it's satisfying when people want to hire when somebody wants to hire you to do work for them and then they like it and then they want to continue so right like internally it's satisfying but right. then it's also like those are awesome clients to work to do work for or awesome companies to do work for so Mm -hmm. so i think that can be the focus too is again not as concerned like we talked about is don't focus on the the engagement and the feedback and the likes for Mm -hmm. example but more where does this get me on a client basis and what kind of new opportunities does this open up for me yeah and making that your goals versus Mm -hmm. the other end of it do you do you agree yeah 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 i would 
Yeah. A lot of what I'm saying, I feel like you've thought about maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to come in here and uh, point you in any direction. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is, or what I'm I'm feeling like I'm just naturally going through is putting myself in your shoes. These are the things that I would potentially be concerned about. Yeah. And I guess I enjoy talking about those things that maybe are, are harder for you to come up with yourself. I don't know. Is yeah. That, does no, that make sense? I, I mean, there's, yeah, I think like even the, the thing you, when we talked about like sharing my adventure i never really thought about it in that way before right but yeah um no but it's it's yeah it's just it's the what you do with that page again it's been fun to see fun to watch uh but i i'm glad we had the conversation about the transition of getting away from the concerns of of that and getting into what you're doing it for and and why you enjoy it yeah um yeah that's cool the so I'm curious about the photography itself, the drone side of things. Mm-hmm. Is that a pretty steep lear- learning curve, taking those drone f- uh, videos and photos? So now for me, it wasn't very hard. The consumer drones they make now are pretty easy to learn how to use. Okay. So I use the brand, the, the kind of drone I have is a DJI, DJI Mini 2. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty small drone. It's um, It's strictly built for consumers it's under like the weight limit for the faa to have to have a license and stuff mm-hmm. and it's you use so i use like rc controller to dry it to fly it so okay. it's it's not i mean you can get really sophisticated drones that are like tens of thousands of dollars but yeah for me it was i wanted to be able to just get a totally different view than just from on the ground yeah up. and i don't know i think it was a well worth the investment to buy a drone. Yeah, but for sure. It wasn't really that complicated to learn how to use. Okay. But I feel like, again, I go back to the, and you, you said you didn't even know what it was at first, but the eye part of it, I feel like you have an eye for the drone part mm-hmm. too. Is that intentional luck? What is that? It's more intentional. I, I guess, yeah, the whole time it kind of has been because by the time I had purchased a drone, which is like last November, October, November, I had kind of been like i recognize like yeah how how to like f- set up a scene like with my eyes and my camera how i want it to look so yeah when i when i got a drone i didn't, would look for stuff and, and like a lot of the pictures that i take are with my drone are like top down views mm-hmm. so i like to compose that so it's like to the to the eyes when you are when you see it it's aesthetically like put together and it looks nice but mm-hmm for sure. So the, but when you are taking the drone photos, a lot of that's top down drone video photos, whatever else, mm-hmm. but also the composition of your photos themselves. Is it a pretty active thought process that you go through or is it intuitive or? Yeah, it is now. Okay. I had to force one. I had, I kind of forced myself to think like that because I want it. And I also wanted to, too, because I want, I didn't, like I said before, I didn't really understand that aspect of photography when I started taking and sharing pictures so yeah so what are you thinking about like uh rules of thirds and stuff like that or what do you what are you um on your on your ground photography portion yeah definitely yeah the the rules the rules of thirds come in like i i feel like i don't like actively think about that when i'm out shooting but Mm -hmm. it's like subconsciously i know that's what i want it to look like Mm -hmm. um but i also like dramatic light too okay so a lot of my, I mean, as, like as a photographer, you don't, oops, most photographers don't like harsh light anyways, but like up here, living in the middle of Lake Superior, you get some pretty cool, like moody, stormy, like weather that I like, I like going out and that stuff too. Hmm. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. I think a lot of it just like in the back of my head now, I don't really have to like tell myself like is this sure i don't really know how to explain it because i do think about those things but it's not like right there all the time yeah just like subconsciously when i set up a scene in my lens or my view viewfinder how i want it to look and take picture it's just right all those things are going on but it's subconscious Mm -hmm. and do you like when you're taking those photos is it like right away when you get them do you know like this is this is a awesome shot i've i've definitely like 
got shots before and i'm looking through in the car when i got back and i'm like pumped like yeah. yes like i nailed it that's what i was looking for yeah or sometimes i go out and it's i don't i take 300 and i have after i go through and do the calling and editing it's like i don't like any of them yeah. i don't have any so it's, it totally depends on depends on i guess i don't really know what it depends on but right there's good and bad days when I go out to shoot. Sometimes I don't come back with any good content. In my, I mean, per, like to my personal standard, I go out sometimes and I don't have anything that I want to use. But sure, but that is that a pretty cool feeling that like oh yeah, once in a once yeah. in a summer shot or there something was that a you had. there was a storm late August, so 2021, and it was super junky weather all day, like pouring rain and stuff, and it stopped. And I was like, I'm going to go out for a drive. So I was, I think I was at my mom and dad's and I just asked one of my, I think one of my siblings or something. Oh, like let's run up North. Like the sky is clearing. The sunset's going to be awesome. And I just like to this day, after all the pictures that I've taken since then, I have one that I can like sticks out to me right now. That is like my all time favorite. And there was like, Fog rolling across the lake. We were up on Brockway. Yeah. There was fog rolling across the lake. The sun was like glowing across. And there was like these these cool clouds were floating or barely over the, I don't know. It, it's it's just, yeah, that picture was like, yes. Like I'm so, like, I saw it and I took it and I processed and edited it. And it was just like, it's phenomenal in my mind anyways. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about what was your, what's been your favorite shot that was video, it. and that was it, hey? Yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, there was like a us and a church group up there, and we were we were all that sunset was unreal. Huh. After we get off here, I'm gonna have you show it to me. Yeah, I will. We'll we'll check it out. But the, I'm curious what this process has been like for you to do this. Uh, you know, we had talked about before about coming on about you know, concern about maybe putting yourself out there, whatever else. Is it what you expected? Is it worse, better, all the above? I didn't really uh, have an expectation because I've never been, I, yeah, I guess I didn't have an expectation because I've never been exposed to this yeah. type of conversation. So, yeah. And, and, and in reality, the, we talked about concern about what other people think that never goes away. Cause here I, we spent a half hour and I'm diving into what, like that conversation. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, what will other people think? Are we worrying too much about that? But again, I go back to like, what is my why? And my why is I just want to have real and honest conversation. Yeah. I don't care what the metrics or analytics or anything else are. So if, if people become disengaged at minute 30, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. I just, I'm yeah, just rambling does. there, but, um, I, I feel like that's just, yeah. So for, but for me too, I think there is value in that. Maybe not for everybody, but for the type of person that it is valuable is really valuable for, for them to get inside of your head and say, what are the things that you go through? Cause I think the things that you go through are the things that everybody goes through mm-hmm. or a lot of people or at least like-minded people go through. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. But yeah. so I think it's again, at risk of, disengaging people to me it's a really interesting conversation for myself and i think it could be valuable for other people yeah but yeah and and like all the content doesn't matter what kind of content you make everything you put out it's not going to be engaging for every single person who who comes across it so right yeah no but i had fun hans i really appreciate you coming out yeah thanks for having me yeah (laughs) hey guys Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.